Hello everybody, this is Captain Katz. And we are Katz. Alright, and welcome back to the show. Okay, so we got a lot to talk about this week, and so we're going to get to it. Uh, one of the biggest news that came out this week is that Atari is actually going to release their upcoming new version of the video computer system, or the CB, or the BCS. Um, and to be honest, I completely forgot about this. Okay, so if many of you don't know about this... Alright, they made the announcement like about, I think, a good three to five years back. And they were doing an Indiegogo uh, uh, campaign for this. Um, and I remember about it, but then afterwards they just went quiet. And then just now they've already released what's going to be running on, which is really impressive. And what you can do with it, which is also really impressive. But also the launch date for it, which is very impressive. So we'll get all to it. So first and foremost, the the new VCS, the 2020 edition, is going to be running on AMD. Now, if many of you don't know, AM, uh, AMD is um, they're a chip processing company that mostly focuses on computers. Um, and what they're running on with AMD is actually interesting because they're running on an AMD Ryzen C CPU and the GPU, which is the, the, the Radeon, and 8 gig of RAM, which is expandable. So basically you're getting a entry-level gaming PC with this, which is interesting. Not only that, but it also comes with a USB 3.0, HDMI, and Ethernet port. If you're going to do wiring, it also does Wi-Fi capability and Bluetooth as well. This is interesting. This is good. But the main thing that I like about this that um, is that the OS system that is running on. The OS system is Linux. Hmm. I like that. Because it's not going to crash on you. You know. And you can do so much with it. Not only that. But they allowing you to actually put in a second. A second OS system. So like for example Windows. If you want to throw in Windows on there. Or if you want to throw in. Um, you know Unix. Ubuntu. Or any other thing like that. Um, you can. You can turn this system you can turn this this gaming console into a home computer, a basic entry home computer, or a basic entry gaming computer. Which I think this is very interesting. Which I, um, Sony's not, you can't do that with Sony. People tried, no. people tried with the PS3. Um, and look what happened to that. You know, no, no, no. Well, well, with the PS3, it was successful, but remember, when it first came out, you only had, at the time, it was big, but it was actually very limited. Like, but the most was, what, 80 gigs? That's so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But and no, also, but, you had to take it out and stuff? No, but like, also, not, no, 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 not only that, but also, too, there was that whole big uh, lawsuit situation that Sony had, because they weren't allowing people to throw in what they wanted, to, uh, to partition it and throw in a second uh, OS system. Well, like the, I said, uh, you know, you only had limited memory and, you know, with 80, well, 60, if you had the 60 gig, I'm remembering the 60 gig and the 80 gig version, it's not enough. You can't do it. You can't do much with it. Yeah, you can. Well, at the well, time. No, you can. Why do you expect everybody was throwing in Linux? 
You don't take that. Linux doesn't take that much. Which is, this is why I'm I'm also I'm also thinking that's why I think they're throwing in a Linux OS system on here. You don't Linux doesn't need that much to run on. That um good example, um, like right here the basic like like for example Windows Windows the Windows OS system is gonna about like a gig or so, give or take you know ba basic ball bearing ones, you know Windows uh, a Windows one, you know. You know, when it, Linux on the other hand, it only takes a couple of megabytes, or you could just jump start it. Like you don't really need that much memory or RAM for Linux to run on. R Linux can run on almost practically anything, and that's what people were doing with the PS3. You know, and you know, like I said, the PS3 people used to do that. Microsoft, micro, um, you can't do that with any of Microsoft's products. No, no, they're self they're proprietary, so they don't. No, not only that, but also too, it would be like a breach of contract. Well, after all, before you, you know, before you play with their stuff, you yeah, gotta agree, sign, yeah, agree see. to everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. And nobody really clicks decline. Mm-hmm. And then Nintendo, well, it's Nintendo, you know. They don't. You don't have a contract, but. If it, if it has to work, it's got to work with only Nintendo products. Exactly. See. So, um, this is interesting. Yeah, this is really interesting. And here's the interesting thing. Like I was saying earlier, that they have a window that's going to be released. It's next month. Huh. So, we don't know when in November it's going to be released, when it's going to go on sale. But it's going... It looks like Atari wants to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Nintendo. They want to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Microsoft, with Sony. Um, not only that, too. Polymega is said to be coming out in November as well. We got a real good old-fashioned console war this time around. A real good one. Not just the big three. We're talking about a good old-fashioned uh, big-time Royal Rumble. Yeah, well, that's that's that as well. But then, if you look in Japan as well, Japan, uh, starting in late November, early December, that's when they're going to be having the Astro City Minis coming out. Ooh. But that's exclusively in Japan, not yet coming over to the U.S. because they still haven't. There hasn't been any word yet that if they were going to bring that over yet. And then, plus on top of that too, there's been rumors speculating that, um. Sega is might consider doing a Saturn. No, they might do a Saturn, a Dreamcast, or an MS One Thousand Mini. That's the Master System. The first Master System before the Master System. Mm. So right now, everyone's saying that say this is the right time for Sega to come out with a Dreamcast Mini. Even though there hasn't been a perfect emulator, if if they're gonna do what they're gonna do, you know, heed warning. I'm I'm gonna say this to everyone: there isn't a good emulation uh, emulation for Dreamcast games. Um, the ROMs are there. The emulations have not been right. They they haven't been perfect. Yeah, some work, some not. Some can work, but without good coloring. Others can work perfectly fine, but no sound. Mm-hmm. You know, a good example would be the Saturn. 
Ugh. There's like you know, there's there's like maybe one or two Saturn emulators, but they're not standard. They're not on par with what an actual Saturn can do. You know, hardware can okay. Software can be can be as limited as your hardware. You know, and um, I kind of want to see Sega do something with it, but then again, but then again. You know, I don't want them to just like, you know, buckle down on pressure and be like, you know, we got to do it. But, you know, this and that and blah, blah, blah. Uh, take, for example, they uh, they just released the uh, Game Gear Micros. Mm. And then, like, I've heard they're selling pretty good in Japan. Outside of Japan. Nobody, Whoa. nobody doesn't want them except. For the Sonic one and the Shinobi one. The other ones, they just can't because they're just RPG related. And plus, they're all in Japanese. Well, it doesn't matter because back here, it kind of tanks simply because, like the Game Boy, it drains down your batteries. The only difference is, I think their batteries are bigger. And since they use light and color, it's more advanced than the Game Boy. Oh, God. How how many batteries did we have to use? I don't remember. I never played with it. I've only played with, with with it a few times as a kid, and uh, yeah, not fun when you don't have that much battery power. Yeah, that's why, unfortunately, you know, even with four AA batteries, and the, the Game Boy was still king. It doesn't have a light; it's not in color, and it doesn't have a a bright screen, but um, longevity. Yep, Longe- basic longevity. Yeah. And then if you think uh, Atari was making more announcements, they're also planning to do this. Uh, it's been reported that the the Atari the, the new Atari VCS is going to have a hundred games of it built in with it. Not only that, but they're also giving it's going to come with something awesome. They're going to create cryptocurrency for it. Mm. Yeah. So this is a statement that's coming from uh, Atari, the, the Atari CEO when he was talking on Bloomberg. Uh, quote, we have a brand. We have a brand. We have a following. We think we're going to get some attention in any case, said uh, Atari CEO Frederick Ch- uh, Chesnays to Bloomberg. Yeah. So, here's the thing. On October 29th, uh, Bitcoin.com Exchange will start selling $1 million worth of, our, of Atari tokens for $0.25 apiece to retailers outside of the U.S. So, that's going to be interesting. And Let me see how much a million makes. Yeah. Like, uh, let me see. Okay, so you got. Yeah. Oh, and just to let you guys know, the Atari VCS is going is already on pre order right now for three ninety nine. So. Mm-hmm. So one million dollars. Well, one million bitcoins worth of Atari tokens. Or twenty five cents a piece, 
you're going to get 250,000 Atari tokens. If I did it correctly, yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting. Unless 25 cents a piece. Yeah. Yeah. 250,000 tokens. Yeah. So let's wait and see what they're going to be doing with that. Um, sticking to gaming news. Um, Mortal Kombat has released a couple trailers already so far. One gameplay trailer is one of Rain and also of Rain. And we saw both of them. And went, okay, this is my theory. Rain's okay. Rain's Rain. If you ever played him in 9 or 10 um, or any other version of Mortal Kombat, when it was there. Um, I don't really change much. It's the same. Um, moves have changed a little bit, kind of long. Um, and everything, but he doesn't really like, catch my eye here or anything like that. Rambo, on the other hand. <laughs> he's a like, cheap bastard. Okay. It look, okay. I'll, I'll give I'll give Rum credit where credit is due. They did their research. You know? It looks like Rambo's going to be one of those characters. He's going to be like one of those, a heavy setup counter character. You know? Um. I'll grant it. He's not the quickest when it comes to movement, but he makes it up when it comes to when it comes to countering and also setting up. Um, and not only that, but he actually got Stallone to come back and do the voice work. So it's awesome. And when I, when I remember when I joked about, well, I was hoping they made that a fatality, the famous Rambo Three Arrow thing. Uh-huh. Uh, so they put that in his. Um, was it? Well, it's not this extra, but you know that segment. Yeah, yeah. you know, kidding the air with the ankles. Yeah. So, so yeah. So Rambo. So yeah. So Rambo looks like he's gonna be one one of those, you know, characters that he's, he's gonna be fun to play with, but you gotta be patient with him. You know, you can't go all crazy with him. You know, unless if you unless you're patient enough. You know. Yeah, you gotta you know like how you know, like in the movies, be patient. You'll mm-hmm. get your kill good. Uh, I did appreciate the well the fatality that they did. They practically copied it from the first blood. Uh-huh. They ripped the guy's uh, vocal cords out. No, it wasn't in first blood. I thought it was in three or four. No, it could be two. Mm. But yeah, but also oh, but also another thing too. I have to say, detail, the clothing. You know, he had the first blood. Was, I think it was mostly from first blood. because you know, he had he had with his, his Vietnam jacket. Then you had when he was in the um, in the woods, the cave, you know, with the cloth and all that, you know. Yeah. And then you also had him with just the regular white shirt. I could possibly be too. I was thinking maybe he was shirtless, like in three. Mm, no, no, I haven't seen that yet. But still, um, you know, he did, does have the bow and arrow. He has his knife. Um, that's all you need, Rambo. You know. <laughs> And, you know, his setups, his booby traps, and everything like that. Oh, yeah, I liked it. Especially that one tactic where even if you have fireballs and stuff, he's probably the only character that can get away with everything. He crawls on the ground. Yeah, that's and that's not bad. That's good. But also, I think if you have a character who who can counter from above, so, like, say, for example, like an Ermac. But I don't know if Ermac... I don't think they're bringing back Ermac. But, like, how Ermac, how you can teleport or... and. Does his uppercut, you know, something like you know, like that. Like Scorpion could do it. Maybe Sub Zero can counter him, you know, something like that when he's crawling on the floor. But, uh, but he crawls quickly. Yeah. But other than that, yeah. Uh, can't wait for uh, to play Rambo. Um, I like but to the see one his ca- fatalities. <laughs> uh, yeah. So do I. Um, they haven't released anything yet on Melina. I'm kind of wanting to see what they did with Melina this time around. A lot of people are complaining that you know. Melina looks uglier this time and everything, and this and that. 
I'm just like, have you paid attention to the storyline? You know, yeah, she's dead. Maybe this is Melina from 2. You know, time traveling and all that, you know. But, I'm cool with that. Yeah, Don't matter. It's nightmare. So, you just gotta wait for that. Okay. So, moving right along from gaming to anime. And, um, this one goes out to all the anime fans of Clamp. Uh, the, f- uh, the female creative team, the manga creative team. And also to one of their earlier works, um, which was also one of their famous earlier works. It was stated that earlier this week that uh, Clamp's, one of Clamp's legendary mangas that's not Cardcaptor Sakura or X or Magic Knight Ray Earth. I kind of wish they did do one for Magic Knight Ray Earth, but yeah. wait and see. Um, or Chobits are on them. It is Tokyo Babylon. They're make they're remaking Tokyo Babylon, and they're turning it into a TV series, which is going to be released in twenty twenty one. And they showed a trailer of it, and I have to say, it looks good. It looks good, and. And here's the thing. The studio behind uh, Tokyo Babylon 2021, which is being called now, is Gohans. They're famous for making the K-series and the and the Murdoch Scramble films trilogy. It looks good. They've done a great job with the K-series and the Murdoch Scramble films. And I think they're going to be basing this off of a little bit of the manga and a little bit of the OVA. And the OVA and the OVAs was uh, was called I remember being called uh, Tokyo Babylon Save for Tokyo City Story. And the OVAs came out in ninety two and ninety four. There were only two of them. The manga series came out from nineteen ninety till ninety three. This led the way to their next series, which is it kind of links it links to them, but is not necessarily canon. Which is called X or X one nine nine nine. It was also made. It was also made by a uh, clamp, but that one has been in hiatus forever because they never really came to a resolve on that one. Mm. <clears throat> so, um. And I think this is good because I think people have noticed what the success of the Car Captain Sakura's Glass Card series, the new one that just came out. Mm-hmm. And I had to say, was very beautiful. Really great storytelling. It really brought people back to when they saw and read Car Captors back in the 90s. And kind of just transported them back and seeing old friends growing up and wondering what have they been up to this entire time. And they did a good job. Clamp did a good job with that. And also the, and also the um, studio that did uh, the new Car Captors or Animated Series. They did a really good job with it. 
So I wouldn't be surprised if there's going to be like a little mini renaissance with Clamp um, mangas getting re-releases or reboots or something like that. Kind of like how the way um, Dragon Quest, uh, The Adventures of Die, is having its little mini renaissance right now. And as of now, it's really good. You know, four episodes in, I'm not disappointed. It is good. You know. I kind of hope they keep going this momentum. And I also kind of hope too that they don't do this. You know. 12 episodes in. They're getting ready to fight the first boss. And then all of a sudden. Boom. Season 2 coming in 2021. I'll be pissed. That's becoming a trend. You know? That's yeah, it's, uh, Yeah. Like I said. I'll be pissed. Because okay. That series had less than 50 episodes in, but they told an entire story in 50 episodes. I don't want them to do that bullshit of just like 12 episodes in, boom, it'll continue later next year. Or in 2022. Hmm. Just finish it out. You know, and I hope this, and I hope Tokyo Babylon 2021 can do, can, can, can tell the whole series. If they can tell it within 12 or 24 episodes, I'm alright with that. As long as they tell the story from start to finish. Don't give me like this, you know, 12 episodes in and then just when you think, you know, it's going to reach that climax to be continued. 2022. (sighs) Yeah. But, um... Overall, it's coming out in 2021. We don't know if it's going to be part of the win. Like, we don't know if it's going to be part of the butt end of the winter season of 20 of, of 2021. Maybe I would best see this coming in either in spring. I wouldn't think summer because summer is usually kind of like the. How can I say? The summer seasons have never been really good in terms of anime releases. So I like spring is good, summer not so much. Fall is really good. So I would kind of see this maybe coming out in either spring or fall in the uh, in the 2021 anime season. So we'll just wait for that. And not only that, but Archer. So Archer right now we're one episode away for the season finale of season 11. And good news for fans of the series. And mostly in us, we're fans of the series too. It's been renewed for season 12. And the reason for that is because people are... Like, they went back to its roots. It went back to its roots. And I'm kind of glad that they did. The ratings are up like crazy. And right here we have a quote from uh, the president of original programming of FX. Nick Grads told Variety the following. Archer is back in a big way this season. With viewers up as the Emmy Award winning spy series returns to its roots and begins to plot a, a 12th season next year. Our thanks for Adam Reed, Matt Thomas... Casey Thompson. Thompson, thank you. Uh, Casey Williams and the entire team at the Floyd County Productions. The County. County, yeah, thank you. 
Floyd County Productions to keep Archer as fun as ever and true to form. Together with its unbelievable voice cast, Archer is set to give fans another great season. And it has. It, um, what do you think of season 11 so far? Well, I still have yet to write up the review for the recent one, but as I've been noting, you know, putting on uh, my, my mini reviews on the, on the, on the blog site, mm-hmm. um, the, the key focus this season is change. You know, Archer is still Archer, but he's trying to adapt to this new world where he is actually no longer the number one spy. Cyril is. And he's holding a grudge to that. So he's trying to work his way back to where he's on King of the Mountain. Right. And he's also trying to work, do that while trying to adapt to the new work ethic with um, with ISIS again. Yeah. And they're like, well, we got new rules because now we're respected. Well, since you've been gone. <laughs> and now that you're back, it's like, oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, but... But it's good. I think they've done a really great job with it. You know, he's slowly getting back in. He's seeing that the world is not what it used to be in his three years in the coma. Um, everyone likes him. Not the way that they used to like him before. Well, they, well, well. simply put, they, they liked it more when he was in a coma. <laughs> Because they got to explore their other things without him ruining everything. Yeah. Especially the... Um, like, even the beginning of season 11. Uh, Cheryl. She was actually productive. She was actually clean. She actually didn't... Had to do weird things. And she even called herself the new... Cheryl. Uh, Cheryl. You know? She didn't burn things just to see entertainment and stuff like that. She wasn't taking drugs. Yeah, exactly. You know. Until now. <laughs> yeah, and then you know you saw Figus. Oh, Cyril. Yeah. Cyril. Yeah, he's the number one spy. Yeah. But um, Pam but... actually being useful in a productive way. Krieger being. Being more scientist and less Krieger. And that only lasted like about an episode or two. Um, Pam, well... Yeah, as I said, Pam Pam's being more useful. Um, yeah, so everybody was... And, and, and even... Um, ah, Gillette. Gillette. Even though he's not around. But, no, Gillette's the only person that didn't change. He's still Gillette. Yeah, but he's got more. To, but he's got more things to do. So yeah, he has more things to do, like not being at work, being at a, at a deserted island, uh, uh, you know, at a fake, you know, faking his own murder just to take some time off to be at a paradise island. Actually, he was kidnapped, fake kidnapped. That doesn't matter. He was still doing what he would normally would do, and you know, and Lana, you know, actually moved on from Archer, but still kind of has like this love hate relationship with him whether she likes it or not you know but other than that you know it's it's going back to seasons prior to this um but don't get me wrong like the the coma the, the coma trilogy i guess that's the best way to say it um dreamland was great that's the 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 the, the noir thriller one 
the first one. That one was great. That one was funny as hell. Well written. I think one of the best adaptation of noir uh, style of storytelling I've seen in a long time. Then you had the um, the adventure esque one, which I thought was pretty funny. It had its moments. But then the last one, when they were in space, eh, okay, they were kind of jumping the shark there on that one. But I did like the touch when they when they had uh, Babu as the the ship's mascot. This is face, <laughs> but you know, what can you do? Why didn't they bring back Babu? <laughs> I don't know. Oh wait, arrested in Canada. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, bring him back. Alright, and uh, before we go, uh, we got to say happy birthdays to an occasion. Since we know Halloween is around the corner. We... Precisely six days of, as of this recording. Yes. Uh, we usually give a recommendation for a horror film or something like that to treat yourself while you're watching the Halloween. And this year, we are recommending you the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Not only that is weird, it's different. It's a horror comedy but it also turns 45 this year mm-hmm. uh, what can we say that hasn't been said about Rocky Horror you know music is is enchanting it's weird odd it does have moments of horror witty writing and sense of humor very dark humor by the way um, and a lot of expressed tension of sexuality you know take example dr frankenfurter by, <laughs> by the curry. great by by the great tim curry come on he sings a song called sweet transsexual from transsexual sweet transvestite from, from transsexual transylvania. transylvania yeah there you go see you know you had songs like that Touch me, uh, touch it, touch it, touch it, touch me. No, that was uh, Susan Sarandon. Yeah. No, but I'm saying you had songs like that. Uh, the Time Warp. The one where he sings, I'll, you know, in just seven days, I'll make you a man. Yeah, that. Hot Patootie, Bless the Soul. Um, science Fiction, Double Feature. Uh, the list goes on and on. You know, and... You know, since we're since twenty twenty has been one hell of a crazy year. If you got nothing better to do to go than going out on Halloween, sit back, relax, put on the Rocky Horror Picture Show. It's on Hulu right now. Watch it, enjoy yourself, sing along, dance along, and you know, enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. And then after that, if you want to see something that's really crazy or really spooky and ooh, and the macabre and everything like that. Um, John Carpenter's a thing? <laughs> and even the prequel? Well, it's not spooky or macabre. It's just that it's it, it, it's it's horror, I guess, at its finest. Because um, not much people know this, but it's pro- probably the last horror film that uses practical, conventional uh, of um, props, props and effects. Yeah. Why do you expect um, when you like if you saw the uh, prequel of the thing, the mm-hmm. thing, the 2011 uh, prequel? Right. Um, 
um, they criticized the uh, um, CGI and yeah. the special effects. Because you can tell it's like, oh, you know, computer generated, oh, great. As opposed to what John Carpenter did, you know, literally got some glue, some nails, a lot of blood and gore, and you can clearly see it. Right, right. Yeah, so, you know, without further ado, just watch Rocky Horror, turns 45, it's really good. And then if you want to actually scare yourself, you know, watch John Carpenter's a thing and then watch the prequel. Or if you want to see something that's, you know, uh, what about They Live? Nah, They Live, I wouldn't say that. Well, it's not really horror, but it does give a, a political statement against the consumerism that's plagued this country. Put on, yes, put on the glasses. So don't give me that no crap. Put on the glasses and find out. Eh. I wouldn't recommend that. I would. I would. I would. Might as well just recommend. Dude, it. Roddy Piper. And everybody only remembers that film for that one fight, and you know it. Yeah, well, I prefer it when he was badmouthing that old lady with the glasses. You know, um, he says one. You know, I put. You know, she, you know, I don't. You know, she looks like a real good old lady without these glasses on. Put the glasses on for Maldahide face. That is what I see there. Yeah. And then the terror begins, you know, I got somebody that can see. And you see all of them identifying them and like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, you recommend that. I would say, um, if you want to really... The Heart of Madness? Was it The Heart of Darkness? The one with Sam Neill. I think The Heart of Madness. Heart of Madness? I don't know about The Heart of Madness. Um... Event Horizon. That one's good. That did inspire Dead Space. Um, no, you know what? Here. This, this one's an Odie. Little but, Shop of Horrors? Oh, yeah. Little Shop of Horrors is really great. That's another good that's another good horror musical. But, um, no, I was going to say, well, since I think, I don't know if CBS or ABC, I don't know which one of them, they're going to re-release uh, The Stand. Watch the original TV TV series one. Mm-hmm. Um, really good. You had a really good all star cast, and um, you can't go wrong with it. It was really good. It was really, really, really good. Faithful to the, uh, the to the book, to the, yeah, to the book. And I've read the book. It's like, oof. oh yeah, Stan is a it's an epic of a read. Trash can man, my life for you. Yeah. So. Yeah, so those are our recommendations for some of the guys to watch for Halloween. Yeah, so without further ado, thank you guys so much for listening to the show. I hope you guys have a wonderful time. Stay safe out there. I hope you guys have a great Halloween as well. Um, I mean, if you have kids, and I know it's going to be hard for you guys, you know. You might as well go to a Costco or a Sam's Club. Get yourselves a, you know, a bag of chocolates and, you know, let it rip inside the living room. Just go, wee, there's your Halloween. At least make it fun, at least. Yeah. Prior. Yeah. You don't want to be, you know, irresponsible. Yeah. So. Yeah, so just do that. You know, just buy a bag of candy and just give it to your kids. Be like, here, boom, bag for you, bag for you, bag for you. Voila. Happy Halloween. You did, except you're hogging it. There we go. (laughs) I have no shame in that. All right. (laughs) So. Still, thank you guys so much. I hope you guys have a great time listening to us. You know, if you want to read... If you want to listen to us, you can find us over here on 
Spotify. You can find us on Snatch. Like any other place where you listen to your um, podcast. Or you can find us too on the blog site on uh, ccandtnr.com. And you know, follow us on Twitch. Follow, not Twitch. Uh, follow us on uh, Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. Um, you know, and just stay safe. Stay safe out there. Put on your mask. Keep your physical and social distancing out there. You know, and enjoy your Halloween as any way you can. And also be responsible on on during Halloween. Mm-hmm. So without further ado, I am Captain Cats. And we are Cats. Thank you guys so much. And we'll be here next week for more crazy tales of things that's happening around the internet and the world of pop culture. So until then, take care and have a good one. Ooh.